So here's today's transformational truth. Cultivating a person's potential multiplies a team's impact. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. My special guest today on Transformational Truths is Coach Kyle Gerdeman. Coach Kyle enters his second year at the helm of the Linwood Men's Basketball Program in the 2020-2021 season. Coach Kyle became the program's 20th head coach in program history and led the Lions into their first season as members of the Great Lakes Valley Conference in the 2019-2020 season. Gerdeman came to Linwood after spending seven seasons at Central Michigan University. He played an integral part in the Chippewa success both on and off the court. Now, off the court, Gerdeman oversaw the program's academic success, which took major strides under his direction. In fact, during his tenure at Central Michigan, 19 Chippewas earned academic all-MAC honors, and from 2014 to 2016, the program placed more student-athletes on the academic honor roll than any other institution in the conference. Absolutely incredible. Prior to his arrival at Central Michigan, Gerdeman spent three years as an assistant coach at Southeast Missouri State, which was preceded by three years as head coach at Moberly Area Community College. Let's go ahead and jump into this rich interview. Our special guest today is Coach Kyle Gerdeman. Uh, Coach, welcome to Transformational Truths. We're really honored to have you on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me and uh, really look forward to talking with you today and and catching up. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So here's today's transformational truth. Cultivating a person's potential multiplies a team's impact. And I'm convinced that one of the primary purposes of any leader is to recognize and cultivate the potential in those they lead. Uh, I think this is one of the ways that we get to serve others. And if we neglect this privilege of developing the potential in those around us, I've discovered, Coach, at least one of two things happens. Number one, the leader becomes the lid on the lives of those they're leading. Number two, the greatest version of that person's gift and fulfillment go undiscovered. And in short, everybody loses. So coach, you have a passion for developing the potential in those around you. Um, I've seen your commitment to your team. Um, I've watched the way you genuinely value, not just the team, but other coaches and, and by virtue of coaching and recruiting gifted athletes nationally, your ability to recognize potential has been keenly developed. Take a minute and talk to the listeners today. How important is it to look for and recognize the potential in others? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, um, I think first and foremost, I think that, you know, probably early in my career as an assistant or a head coach, uh, you know, 15 years ago, I probably didn't have the same focus, um, you know, on potential and developing potential and attitudes, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I do now. I think that was probably something that I learned along the way, um, you know, as I saw, you know, younger people change and, and found myself change and grow older and, and really think about things that were important. Um, because it's real easy in our profession, um, in any sport, obviously, to just worry about winning and losing. 
And then I think you kind of figure out that there's probably a lot more to it, you know, mm -hmm. as you get older and as you see what, what young men need. Um, and I think you kind of develop some of that. And so I think that when you get into it, you know, a lot of it to me is that, you know, everyone kind of is basically unfinished, you know, um, for a long time. You know, I probably still am too at, at 44 years old. Right. You know, but especially, you know, young men, you know, coming out of high school um, or even if they're, if they were high school kids coming in or if they were transfers coming to us, uh, wherever we were at, you know, I think everybody was still looking for um, a motivation. You know, everyone was still looking for development. You know, did they know that? Uh, you know, maybe not. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe they tell me right away, like, hey, I need to, I need to mature. I need to grow. Um, I'm better than, than I think I am. I don't know how to get there, right? Um, so you see it from, from all different areas. And I think the thing that, you know, I was either given the opportunity to do as an assistant or just kind of thought about as a head coach was, you know, I think it's our responsibility that we find a potential in these young men um, athletically, um, academically, and then as a person, you know, mm. and I think we and, and myself just started to put a lot of, a lot of our extra time or my extra time in on how do we help these guys, these, these guys in every, in all three of those areas to reach their maximum potential. Um, and I found it to be enjoyable. I enjoyed watching guys that could do it. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. It's not always easy. Um, but I just found, a, I found a kind of a, a secondary joy, so to speak, away from X's and O's, away from winning and losing, that most, most people are looking for that, you know, at that age. They, they appreciate the direction. They may not always tell you that. But, you know, so I just tried to lock in with, with guys on those three areas and, and see how we can grow in the time that we have together. Mm. You said something I want to highlight, Coach. Um, you said everybody is unfinished. That is an important axiom or maybe transformational truth in and of itself yeah. for every leader that's listening to this to adopt the reality that everybody is unfinished. I think our potential as leaders could increase exponentially if we approached every relationship that way, acknowledging that not only are the people we leading unfinished, but so are we. And this is a journey and this is a process. I think it, it speaks to expectations and I think it speaks to leadership um, the second thing that you said, Coach, essentially, is that developing people isn't just about what they do. It's about who they are. So important in a culture that it feels like we're a very driven culture. It's always about production, and I get that. However, sometimes if you're following a leader who's always focused on production, you begin to feel like you don't matter as a person. You begin to feel a little bit used. You feel a little bit taken for granted. You feel a little bit... Um, underappreciated. Could you just pause for a second and speak to that? The importance of recognizing that potential is not just about what you do, but it's about your characters, about who you are. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I, I think that's a good point. Um, and I think for me, probably, um, you know, my, growing up and he was also my coach, but my dad used to talk about that a lot. Um, so, you know, I think that what was instilled in us um, was, you know, are you doing your personal best? Because everybody's is, is different, you know? Um, so if you're doing your personal best, um, you know, academically, it might not be the same as the person, you know, you, you might not be the person that gets the 4.0 GPA, for example, 
you know, your, your 2.8 might be as good as you can do. So are you, are you doing that? You know, and I think along the sports lines and probably even, you know, employment or, or job wise, you know, are you producing the best of your ability with the understanding that it won't always be perfect. Right. You know, so, and I think that's part of what we try to draw out is, are you doing your best? And let's understand what your best is. What is your best effort? You know, because again, if you just go back to, um, well, you lost the game. Well, that's kind of a hard one to, <laughs> to base your success on, you know, because sometimes you can do a lot of good things and you're not going to win that game or that day, right. whatever your, your area might be. Um, so I, I think for, again, and I, I think you, you, you kind of talk about the same thing a lot. You know, um, so I've heard this from you as well. So, you know, I think from from hearing it from my dad, from hearing it from other people, um, you know, let, let's figure out what your what your best effort is, um, and then let's help you grow from there with the understanding that we're not just after, you know, the big prize, the just the win, right? Um, let's right. Do, let's understand how we're going to work towards this, um, and that's going to take us to our next steps, you know, in that journey of growth. Right, right. You've mentioned your dad a couple of times. It sounds like your dad made a pretty significant impact. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, he did. It was, uh, you know, he, obviously, I, I mean, I think, you know, just being, being there for us as a father, uh, you know, making that, you know, foundation for our family and, you know, setting that example and, and what his expectations are were for us growing up, you know, still today, you know, I, I tell my own kids, like, I, I still probably every day, you know, live to a, an aspect that I don't want to let my dad down at 40 plus years old. Right. Wow. So I think that's kind of the impact that he's had on us is that, you know, a lot of decisions I still make go back to now what I don't want to disappoint my dad if I make a mistake, you know? Um, and then I think on top of that, we had a, a neat deal that, you know, when I was in high school, he was my coach. So, um, like that's a different relationship, but it was great for us. Um, because obviously as I grew and ended up being a coach myself, you know, I can think back, you know, to the things that we did together, the things that I learned along the way, right. what I, how I watched him develop, um, develop players that, you know, he was a high school coach. Um, so, and I think even at the high school level, I think those, you know, us as, as kids or those guys had even more needs. Um, so kind of to watch him, you know, develop people the same way and see, you know, over the years, you always could see the respect that, either the players at the current time had or the former players had, it was just kind of, kind of neat to pay attention to. And I think I probably learned a lot from that along the way. Wow. Rich, rich legacy uh, to say the least coach. What's one or two of the most effective practices or maybe strategies to developing the potential in others for leaders that are listening right now, What's one or two things practically that, that you might be able to offer that would help them to develop the potential in those around them? Yeah, I think, um, I think first, um, just the commitment to understanding, you know, that this is what is really important to you as a leader, you know, that, you know, I always talk with, with our players as we try to develop leadership amongst our team, you know, and it's common, you know, players say, coach, how can I be a better leader? How can I be a better leader for our team? And I think first and foremost, you have to be committed to wanting to do that. And then I think second, you have to understand how hard that is. You know, it's an everyday process, right? And uh, the common thing that I will tell them is just like me as a coach, right? 
I, I have to coach you guys every day. And some days it's not always easy, right? And so if you want to develop as a leader, right, you have to lead every day. Sometimes it'll be right. Sometimes it'll be wrong. A lot of times it won't be easy, but you have to stay committed to the process of developing leadership and developing those mentalities. And I think that's the hardest part for, for people. I think it's the hardest part as a coach. It was hard for me to grasp it early on. And I think you see it with, with young people. I think it's hard for them to really understand how hard and how much work it takes to really be a true leader. You said something I want to revisit briefly. You said to develop the potential in others, a leader has to realize how hard it is. That's an important statement because I think when it comes to leadership and develop, developing potential, if you haven't um, developed the proper perspective, you could quickly get frustrated. Yeah. If you think it's, if, if you think it's going to happen fast, if you think it's going to yeah. happen quickly, you might be tempted to give up on a process or maybe even a person. But in my own experience of leading, I've discovered that it takes long-term commitment, almost a stubbornness to believe in the potential in the people around you, even sometimes when they can't necessarily see it themselves. So here's my question. In your experience as a coach, how long do you think it takes to really develop the potential inside of one of your athletes? Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of it starts with, um, you know, sometimes I think a lot of it starts with the background kind of, of each individual, you know, um, you know, what's, what have they been used to? You know, how was their family? You know, how were they developed personally? Um, you know, how were, how was their coach in high school? For example, when they get to us in college, you know, some guys come in um, and they already have it, right? They just need to know how to use it better um, <clears throat> or use it more, for example. Um, but I think the guys, and I think these are the ones that, that we're probably talking about are the, the guys, like I say, that come to you and say, coach, I really want to be a better leader. What can I do to help the team? Right. I think those are the guys that you find that they don't have the, the traditional, um, upbringing they don't have the traditional uh coaching for example that leads you to that so now they're looking for it and i think that that's where you really have to be ready to to grab this person All right, we're gonna we're gonna work on this on a daily basis right and um you know you just said i think was a good point of if you think it's going to happen pretty quick let's throw that out the window all right and let's understand how hard the process is going to be to get this started, but I think we have to enjoy that um, with the understanding that we know we know it's going to be hard. You know it's going to be hard. Uh, you know the, the 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 athlete doesn't know, the person doesn't know, right? And then you know I think we grow from there on little steps we can take on a daily basis to talk about what you did today that was positive from a leadership standpoint. Maybe even talk about some things. Hey, where I thought you could have done this at this. Right practice, for example, or, hey, we had a team meeting today, and when we ended, I asked if anybody wanted to say anything, and you didn't do anything, you know, so there would have been a leadership opportunity for you, so I think that's probably where it starts good. for the four, you know, after you get through, you know, where are they at personally with their leadership qualities, and if their only quality is wanting to be a leader with no vision of how to do it, then I think that and you start at round zero and you kind of develop that, you know, as a, as a friend, as a coach, as a, maybe a father figure, you know, whatever that might be. And, you know, we start pointing them in the right direction. 
That's good. That's good. I remember hearing um, an interview with uh, Mark D'Antonio, uh, former head coach for Michigan State, and he was in a press conference, and they were comparing his recruits to recruits for the University of Michigan, and they were talking about, of course, you know, that's a big rivalry in, in the yeah. state. And, um, and I'm a Spartan, so um, it was personal for me. So nobody liked the question, first of all. That's exactly right. Nobody liked Everybody the question. Everybody was mad right away. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, 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 and they were having this conversation about uh, Dan and Tony come off a really great year. Uh, they were talking about his three-star recruits versus Michigan's, you know, whatever, four or five-star recruits. And Mark D'Antonio said something that was brilliant from a leadership perspective that I think bears repeating. He said this, he said, we don't rank our players on how they come. We rank our players on how they leave us. If we've done our job, then they're going to leave much better than they came. And I think from a leadership perspective, that has to be part of our mantra, our commitment to developing the people around us, not just, and this is tricky, not just for what we, they, they could do quote unquote for us, because that comes from a selfish place and it's, it's not a real place. I think everybody can see through that, but really how we can truly and genuinely help them fulfill their greatest potential. I think the best leaders, you being one of them that I've met and had the privilege of building relationships with genuinely want to see the potential in others come to the surface. Do you get a lot from that personally? Yeah. I mean, I, that's a good statement that he made about, you know, we want to, we want to see the finished product, so to speak, to put it generically. But, um, but yeah, I think that's where we, you know, if you go back to everything, I think that's where myself and a lot of people as, as a coach or a leader, that is where you find your enjoyment. Because again, if you, you know, you got to get past winning and losing, right. Which is a big part of what we do, but there's more there than that. Um, and yeah, I think that <clears throat> to me, I think one of the most enjoyable things is watching guys grow over the time that you have, them. you know, we'll have them for a year. We'll have them for two years. You might have them for four years, you know, and at central Michigan, it was really the first time, you know, I've been coaching over, you know, I don't know, 12, 15 years, but it was really the first time I got to just settle down and be somewhere for, we were there for seven years and really, you know, be with multiple classes of players, you know, whether they were there for two years or right. three. So just really watch guys, you know, have freshmen go through four years with us and have two-year guys that maxed out their potential in two years and whatever that might be. So I think I found a lot of enjoyment, you know, during that time specifically um, because it was really the first time where as a coach I could just settle in and enjoy the process of coaching um, I can help guys grow as, you know, coming in as 18-year-olds and leaving as 22-year-olds and then watching those guys develop where I didn't always have those opportunities earlier in my career, whether it was moving from job to job or mm. able to settle in in a situation. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that I would, I would much rather be able to, you know, stay in touch with the guys because we had great relationships and they had a respect for me that, that was right that I had for them through ups and downs and, and growing pains. We all understand that, again, it's not going to be easy every day. Um, but, and, and I think, again, to, I, I hit on this just because it's kind of what I remember as a kid. Like, that was one of the things that, that I could remember so vividly from, like, watching my dad, uh, you know, when, when I was growing up was how many 
of the former players, you know, still respected him just years down the road. You know, I mean, guys have been gone for five or ten years, and, man, they would come back home and, you know, they wanted to see Coach. Um, and I remember that, you know, and I think that I think that shaped a lot of my thought process as I got into, you know, again, taking, you know, the coaching side of it more to a leadership side of it. So I don't think there's any doubt that wow. you know, watching that finished product and, you know, being, you know, I think the other thing that I thought that you said is really good is that I, I think if there's one thing that, you know, young people today, young men, they're going to see right through you, man. Like, <laughs> if you're not genuine. That's right. There's one thing these kids know, man, and if it's fake, man, they're going to figure it out. That's right. So, you know, and that's the thing that I think, you know, it, it's tough at times, uh, but it's also the enjoyable part of it is that if you're just genuine with people uh, and they truly know you want to help them, I think you get a lot of get a lot of progress made in that in that direction. Yeah, coach. From your years of coaching experience, what are a couple of practical tips to being able to not only recognize potential, but but also and maybe even just as important, discerning whether or not you think that person will be willing to do their part in unearthing that potential. Yeah. Um, one, and maybe we kind of hit on it earlier, but I think that, um, you know, I think really knowing, knowing and having a relationship with the person that, that you're working with, you know, um, you know, do you know, know their background, do you know, their history personally, you know, do you know about their family, their siblings, their, their, their home life when they were young, how were they in high school? You know, have you had conversations that really give you a true understanding about where they're coming from? Right. Um, because that, it's going to be different with everybody that you talk to, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to, you're going to get everything. You're going to have both parents, single parents, no parents, um, different financial areas, different areas that you grew up in. So I think you've got to have a true understanding of, of what, what these people are about, right? Who you're working with and, and what their background is, um, I think is the biggest thing uh, that, that I think gets that started. Um, and, you know, I think that in the end, um, I mean, that's a tough question when you talk about, you know, not being able to reach it or you kind of figure out that maybe, um, maybe they're not going to find that, that leadership that you hope for. Um, and I guess in some aspects, I kind of think that, you know, I think that's where you look at yourself, right? And if, if you went through the same process that you would normally go through with, with a young person or a young man, young adult, and, you know, you treated them the same, you, you worked as hard as you would work with the person that grasped it quicker and you just can't reach them. Um, I think you know that you did everything you could do for them. Um, but I also think that you have to be realistic with yourself and yeah. you didn't give them everything. You know, if you didn't really pour your heart into it, you know, you, I would feel a little disappointed in myself right. um, at that. So I think to me, that's where the, if you, if you miss it and you're not always going to get it right, you know, did you give it everything that you normally would have to really try to help this person? Mm -hmm. I think for me, one of the most heartbreaking things to experience as a leader is seeing potential in others that they just refuse to see in themselves. I have had, I'm sure you have as well, some incredibly gifted people over the years, coach, that refuse to see or cultivate their gift. And I think for me, I mean, it's just absolutely painful. I think for any leader who's worth their salt, 
it is very, very painful when you see this incredible potential and they just can't or won't see it for themselves. How have you responded in situations like that? How have you navigated situations yeah. like that where like it's so obvious to you, maybe it's obvious to the other coaches on the team, but that individual just, just won't see it. How have you navigated those situations? Yeah, I think we, I think we see it the most probably in two, two different areas. One, um, one, I think just from, you know, there, there's something, there's something, um, you know, for example, I don't know if this is necessarily the right word, but there, there's something externally that just won't let, let this person dive in all the way with you, right? There's something holding them back, right? And then I think the other part of that is, is self-confidence of they don't see the self-confidence of being able to, to jump all the way in either. So, mm. you know, the first part, and, and we see this, you know, you know, you have, you know, you have, you know, you have young people coming into your university, to your program, and, you know, maybe they have a wall up or maybe they've got this edge or they've got this persona that they've got to keep up. Right. Like right. You know, externally, they have people that are pulling them, you know, they, they may want to jump in with you all the way. Right. But then somebody finds out what they're doing and, you know, maybe they laugh at them or they make fun of them or they quit, you know, well, why are you doing that? You know, you didn't do that when you were with us, you know, and I think that's a big factor anymore. Uh, you know, for, for young, young adults, man, because there's just so much out there between, you know, the group of people that you grew up with, the group of people you hang out with now, social media, you've got so many distractions, right? Right. I think that when we fight, you know, the distractions, that's hard because it's hard for people to break away from, from those comfort levels, for example. And so, you know, I think that's the one thing. And then I think, again, I think that that personal self-esteem of, do you, do you just not have the confidence in yourself, which I think is a total different aspect of building a leader is that's, that's a big hurdle to get through when self-confidence is holding you back from just kind of turning your personality loose. You know, what, I'm not just talking about being a good player. Like you can see a lot of talent, but you can also see a great personality. Like, you know, Hey man, you're intelligent. You've got to, you know, you, right. You do so many positive things, man. Just, come out of your shell, you know, and let's, let's go to another level, you know? So I think those are the two things that you know, I think are the most challenging uh, in that area. That's so insightful. That's so rich coach to a leader who might be listening. That's very driven. You know, they might say, Hey, listen, I just don't have time to do what you're talking about. This, this idea of developing others, it, it just takes too much time take a minute, maybe shed some light on what some of the consequences are of not developing the potential in others that maybe we need to be aware of. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I think simply like if you look around, you know, me, it's easy just to follow different basketball programs, right? Whether it's, you know, I know, you know, great high school coaches here in the area, uh, college coaches, you can follow the NBA. You know, I think that the common theme with, with the great, programs is they have great leadership so I would I would just have to question somebody that, that wasn't doing that you know how are you going to be successful without mentoring and leading either your student athletes or your employees or you know whatever area you're in I mean I think if you look at you know major corporations you know I think traditionally you probably can dig in to their history and find that they have great leaders they have great leaders right. 
And I think you can also find on the flip side a lot of times, and I think sometimes you see it in sports, um, you know, sometimes guys do their best and it doesn't work. But you can also look at a lot of situations where people aren't winning, for example, and maybe that's the harsh reality is there's not great leadership, right? Or corporations or businesses, you know, that don't find success, maybe it's because, you know, that leadership isn't there. Um, so I, I start with that and really try to find that that are doing those things. And again, it's, you could be like, I, I seriously, like there's, there's, there's high school coaches in, in the St. Louis area that they're nonstop and they're developing, mm-hmm. they're developing their players, they're developing them off the court. They're taking care of them off the court. Like it, I enjoy watching it. And cause I see it from a distance and I know what they've done over the years. Um, so I think you have to find those examples and it can be at any area. Like, you know, it can be, it can be me, you know, enjoying, uh, don't get mad at me for this, but like Nick Saban, <laughs> you know, like, I think, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's probably an incredible leader, you know, like, right. I don't know if necessarily, I'm not telling you that maybe the way he does it is always right, but boy, the guy's got to be a great leader, you know? That's right. Um, so I think, I think starting with that. Um, and then I think if, you know, in, in some aspects, if you're, if, and, and this was probably me, you know, a lot of years ago was, you know, I, I don't have, I'm not going to have the time for this. I'm just trying to win games. I think you probably have to, you probably have to ask yourself why you're not, you know? So, and, and I probably had to do the same thing. It was, well, if I don't, if I don't, have the time for this what am I doing with my time in an honest evaluation you know and and I think that's how I got to the point of that was I wasn't necessarily having the most success as a coach at the time and I didn't think it was related to X and O's I thought it was how I was leading my team and my program and so I had to have an honest conversation with myself an honest evaluation of why aren't you being more of a leader what are you spending your time on and what probably needs to get cut out to find the time to do this? Like, this is an important part of that's good is leadership. So that's good. Not finding the time to do it in practice or have individual meetings or however I wanted to cultivate it, you know, well, well, why aren't you doing that? Because in all reality, like we started with, I mean, I still need it today. And if, if I still need it and you still need it, then 18 year olds definitely need it and 20 year olds definitely need it. So, you know, I think you've got to come to a point where unless you found great success with, without really being a leader, you must have some great people working with you uh, that are doing it for you. But I think you've got to be able to self-evaluate and just really find out why, why you aren't doing that and how am I going to change what I'm doing to really take the time. Right. That's so good. Uh, Yeah. You, if you're not doing it and you're succeeding and you have good people around you, those good people probably won't be around you for long. That's I think, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've never met a successful or shall I say impactful leader who was not able to identify the few things that only he could do and then delegate the rest that I think you hit on one of the most important attributes of leadership which is probably probably another podcast all by itself, but a leader knows how to manage his or her time. They know what the most important things are and they throw their energy at those things. Um, because 
not paying attention to your energy and not paying attention to your time will always produce a lot of activity without much accomplishment or so I've discovered in my whole life. Well, this is incredible. You've been dropping some gems, coach. The, the transformational truth today is cultivating a person's potential multiplies a team's impact. Coach Kyle, where can people find you? Uh, you know, I spend my social media time mainly on, uh, mainly on Twitter is about as far as I've got. But uh, um, I'm there at, at, uh, at Coach Kyle Gerdeman. Um, our team, uh, Lindenwood University, is uh, at LU Men's B-Ball. Um, and, you know, we try to be pretty active and, and we do some different things, um, you know, not just, you know, about our individual players, not just about our scores and this, but we'd like to put some things out, you know, to, to let people know about our, our individuals and how they're growing and what they're doing. Um, so we stay pretty active, uh, but that's, that's the easiest place to, to catch me. Awesome. Listen, if you'd like to connect with Coach Kyle Gerdeman, please check out the links that we included in the show notes. And if Transformational Truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor. Take a moment, go over to Apple iTunes, rate the show, and write us a quick review. We want to help you restore the joy to your life and leadership. 